everyone, welcome back to the Glass Seeds Podcast. This is our show where two hockey aficionados discuss their perspectives on headlines surrounding the NHL, including recent stories, game highlights, league culture, and other topics trending amongst the fans. This is Vidi. And my name is Mernal. And this week in hockey, everybody's miserable. Yes. <laughs> Everyone sucks. <laughs> Unless you are a Golden Knights fan or a Bruins fan. Yeah. Everyone else is mad. Yeah. And honestly, I granted we were spoiled and the sharks were really good in the 2000 2010s for, for almost it, 20 years yeah for almost really 20 good. years they were really good so we never really paid attention to the bottom but like damn there's a lot of teams that are not good <laughs> uh, i mean we're not even gonna get to all of them today no like we have Cal- to cut some stuff yeah calgary's having some strugs yeah uh pittsburgh's having some strugs yeah maple leafs are having some strugs what well, one of us said something about pittsburgh either being really good or really bad right yeah i, I don't remember entirely but mm-hmm. yeah, i think you were said uh if they're healthy yeah they're gonna be good yes if they get injured they're gonna be terrible yeah but right now they're healthy and terrible <laughs> dang it <laughs> that diagram got me <laughs> pittsburgh heard you and is like Por qué no dos dos? <laughs> yeah i mean excluding the the 10-2 routing of uh eric carlson's former team i mean mm-hmm. not too bad i guess but yeah also um, not too great yeah, so we can't get to all of it today. Yes. So what we will get to, we'll talk about Euler's misery, we'll talk about the Sharks' misery, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about Ottawa's misery. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we start with Edmonton? Yeah, I think we have to. <laughs> so, for our last episode, we talked about leading into the Heritage Classic. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, McDavid played. Yeah. He decided to come back from injury. He played. Two points, I think. Yeah. Had yeah. a great game. Yeah. Oilers won, and they looked good winning. Yeah, 5-2. It was a pretty dominant win, too. Statement win. And uh, led to nothing. Yeah. I, I really thought that was the turning point. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Same. I was like, oh, shit, they look good. Yeah. No, it's just Calgary looks good. Calgary bad. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not great. Um, Unfortunate for the Oilers. And I, yeah, I, I really thought that was a turnaround, especially with the statement win. You know, sometimes... There's there's things that just need to kind of mesh together at the beginning of the season. Uh, I don't think that's the case with the Oilers. They've they've been surprisingly bad. And you know what I thought the difference was um, was at the Heritage Classic they stacked up the lines. They put Drysaddle and McDavid together, mm-hmm. and they've kept that lineup. I think in all the games I've seen, at least, and they put uh, Nuge and Evander Kane together on mm-hmm. the second line. So they've really kind of stacked the forward lines. Yeah, but even then, yeah, hasn't really led to anything. Yeah. I, I haven't watched too many Oilers games uh, since then, but uh, has Evander Kane gotten like actual adequate ice time at this point, or is he still coming? I mean, he's playing second line minutes, yeah. so, but they're really leaning heavy on that dry saddle McDavid line. <laughs> so, two man team. Yeah. Essentially. But right? yeah, they can't do anything with the defense and the goaltending with what it's been. Yeah. And Jack Campbell is now in the AHL. Yeah. I, that's, I, I don't want to say that's the biggest surprise, but wow that's bad i mean they needed something yeah and like right now if they don't have a trade or a signing or something they're probably going to cal- call up calvin pickard yeah I think, is their ahl goalie what was it i'm pretty sure so calvin pickard's in net for uh uh for I don't, thursday i don't know if he's going to be in net or backing up but he's mm-hmm. on the roster oh man <laughs> okay all right and the keep in mind i i actually looked this up uh this morning because i was curious jack campbell's making five mil a year oh yeah that is an expensive expensive goalie in the ahl right now but yeah they i mean, get some cap relief i think around one million a little bit over a million of yeah. cap relief so that they can bring pickard up yeah but it's it's getting desperate yeah i mean so 
I I don't see this necessarily as a bad thing because one nobody was taking on that contract with the you know performance he's been putting out the past well, couple of years. He had to go through waivers, so if anyone wanted it, they could have gotten him for free. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like nobody wanted. Nobody him. wants him. Yeah. yeah. So I I think Edmonton knew that too. Um, and two, maybe maybe him just going to the minors, getting his head straight, getting some sort of confidence back is going to you know do him wonders, and then he'll come back completely changed. We have no idea. Um. It's a good experiment, though. <laughs> guys, I, I think this is what Campbell is, guys. He gets hot for a while, mm-hmm. and then he goes back to being a serviceable backup. Well, he was good with L.A., or was it Toronto that he's good? So, L.A., he had a really good season where um, he got some playing time because Quick was declining. Mm-hmm. Then Toronto signed him, and he had, like, mm-hmm. I think a mediocre season. There was, like, hot stretches and then really bad stretches. Yeah, he was there one or two years or something like something that. Something like right? that. And then he signed the big contract in Edmonton. Got it. So he got the bag and started sucking. Yeah. <laughs> the Vlasic effect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, it, it sucks to see this as a goalie, um, to see this from a goalie. Mm-hmm. But the, I think the worst part is Stuart Skinner's who's to say he's not on waivers too i mean i mean i think Stuart skinner either. gets claimed you because, think yeah because that's 2.6 million for a 25 year old goalie okay yeah that's fair enough uh, that's why they waived campbell and not skinner yeah there's there's hope there but yeah edmonton's uh, so th- something i want to mention too is we can't pin this only on goalies yeah i don't know if you watched that absolute blowout game second blowout game now against the canucks where they lost 6-2 yeah i did those were some atrocious atrocious uh defensive plays i guess i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. one of the defensemen put the second goal for vancouver or maybe first goal directly into the edmonton net um Mm -hmm. and that was like maybe their third shot on goal or something and like out out shooting uh vancouver 19-2 and man that goes in like it's like they see mcdavid cheating on offense which he should because he's mcdavid yeah and then every team the whole team is like i can do it too yeah and then you got Campbell like, uh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> guys. Yeah. I mean, get the man some help. Basically. Uh, like, I, I don't know. The d- defense is not great. The goaltending is not great. I, I don't know what to say here. That is basically positive for the Oilers. I'm not sure what is going well here. If anything at all. Dry having a great season, <laughs> but that is expected of him. Yeah. <laughs> I, even McDavid. McDavid's not, I think he's playing through injury. Yeah. My my guess is yeah. I mentioned this last time too yeah. that like I th- I don't think he's 100%. Yeah. There's no way he just suddenly in one off season does not become this good. Yeah. You know, I it's not possible. This man has what four, five heart trophies? Yeah. It, it, all of a sudden he's just like putting up he's what 70 something in in terms of points right now in in the, in the whole league. It's just I don't know. I think he's I think there's something he's not talking about. Yeah. yeah. So and he can't even take it off because if he takes it off then uh they're screwed even more yeah it's so maybe he should they're yeah. already 31st in the league yeah i mean <laughs> what you mean like give up on the season no like take a couple weeks get right and then come back oh okay like instead of just dragging this through yeah yeah i, I mean there so yeah that's that's something i also want to mention we are very early on in the season we're like maybe 10 games a little I, over 10 games in i don't think we're as early as everyone's saying you what's, think what's the benchmark for when stats start to count January, beginning of January, end of no, December. No, that's way too late. The common des- uh, benchmark is American Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah. Why? Because that's about a quarter of the way through the season, right? Yeah, but there's so much that can change in that time. But that's the benchmark. Okay. Of when these stats start to matter. Fair. That's in two weeks. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. I mean, you got two weeks, so that's what five-ish games. So if Edmonton takes 
or sorry, if uh, McDavid takes off two weeks and directly all the way to American Thanksgiving, how is, <laughs> I mean, isn't Edmonton going to be in a worse position at that point? Can you be? The only team behind you is the Sharks. That's true. And the Sharks are trying to lose. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you can be in a worse position. Yeah. I, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll find out on Thursday when I, I never thought that the Sharks and Oilers would be one of the biggest games of the year for all the wrong reasons as, as it is. Today. The losable. Yeah. The losable. Have you seen the, like the memes where they were talking about whichever team loses is banished from from the NHL forever. Yeah, they get some, relegated to the AHL. Yeah, like some Tokyo drift ass yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> type, type of punishment. I was like, what? Good. I was like, I w- yeah, I would love to see that, but it, obviously it's not going to happen, but you know, we can hope. We can hope. So I saw a bunch of memes of um, before the Sharks beat the Flyers this week. Yeah. That was like, um, can the Hershey Bears beat the Sharks? Yeah, and then um, the the Sharks uh, won, mm-hmm. and then I went to like the post game subreddit. Yeah, the top comment was, "Can the Hershey Bears beat the Flyers?" <laughs> <laughs> Sharks are, fans already talking shit with uh, one win. How how <laughs> how good are the the Hershey Bears? This I have year? no idea. I just saw that meme. <laughs> okay, I was like, I haven't really kept up with the AHL at all this year. Yeah, for all um, I know, the Barracuda might be better than the Sharks. So. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's all the same the- team. More or less. But though, I'm pretty sure the Barracuda aren't that great. Oh, really? Yeah, because <laughs> okay. all the Sharks' prospects are too young for the NHL. Mm-hmm. They're playing in college. They're playing in Europe. Got so, it. Okay. Yeah, like Will Smith is in college mm-hmm. and all those things. So the actual decent prospects aren't really in the AHL yet. So everything is just gutted right now for oh, San Jose. This is bare bones. This is like the, the McEichel Sabres. You remember those? The McEichel Sabres? So the year that McDavid and Jack Eichel were in the draft and teams tanked. Yeah. Do you remember how bad that Sabres team was? Yeah, that was a bad team. They should have won the McDavid lottery. Yeah, it was because of the lottery. Edmonton jumped up. Yeah. Right, but they were the worst team. Yeah. Like, that was a bad team. I remember that, yeah. This is NHL historically bad. Yeah. I I mean, uh, we've set records already, I think. They tied the record for season opening losing streak. Uh Though I think if you go by goal differential, it's the worst. Yeah, it it has to be. It's like negative 40 something already, right? It's like (laughs) 10 games in. The game they beat the Flyers was only one goal. Yeah. Yeah. So even if they do win, they they won because of Mackenzie Blackwood. Let's put it that way. So that's one positive we can pull out of this. Maybe, Maybe Blackwood gets flipped at the deadline for... For, uh, who knows what maybe blackwood should go to edmonton i was gonna say i was yeah. gonna say <laughs> edmonton needs a goalie like i mean uh, we could blackwood for mcdavid one for one no i want mcdavid and tricettle okay yeah that is true that is the team <laughs> here's your goalie <laughs> no but realistically yeah. if you can get a first round pick out of edmonton i mean yeah that's true especially well, it's probably gonna be a conditional first pick though i mean yeah, that's the thing. Considering how often Edmonton wins the lottery, so it has to be a first. If you, I wonder if you can swing because McKen- Mackenzie Blackwood by himself can get a first round pick. Yeah, I wonder if you say Mackenzie Blackwood for a first and uh, Jack Campbell, mm-hmm. like you take a cap dump. Mm. Then maybe can you get them to say unprotected? Yeah, I I mean I if I'm the Sharks I'm taking that because oh, obviously it's the it's the question of the Oilers are you doing that Yeah, I because that's like that means you are guaranteed you are putting all your hope in Blackwood to pull you out of lottery contention. I feel like they should because right now they're wasting prime Connor McDavid's career. <laughs> I but, mean, uh, yeah, they were and, what cup favorites? Yeah, last year projected to be cup favorites this year. Yeah, even last year. 
Yeah. But Going into the playoffs, they were. Well, Vegas ran through them, but yeah. yeah. But they were they were up there. Yeah. And what, they're two, three years removed from a conference final appearance? Something like that, yeah. They were right on there. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, honestly, one, I'm questioning how, well, we know, we talked about how defense and goalie is, is just horrendous in uh, Edmonton right now. But two, is, I don't know. I feel like they should be doing anything they can. Otherwise, who's going to say, who's to say that, you know, McDavid doesn't, I don't think he's going to give up on the team. I don't think he's going to request a no, trade by no, any means. He's a captain. Yeah. He's, he's there. He's, he's not going to, but damn, they're just wasting this generational player. I feel like they got to do something. Mm-hmm. Like the GM's got to do something. I think more likely than a trade, just because of how the cap situation is all, as I think Jay Woodcroft is in danger, right? Yeah. They're going to look for a coach. Yeah. Though I don't even know who you're going to hire now, right no. now. Boudreaux, no. maybe? Yeah. I, I have no idea. I do think the Sharks have some positive in Mackenzie Blackwood. That's going to be their biggest piece of leverage at the deadline, maybe yeah. later. They actually have a lot of deadline pieces. Yeah. Like Blackwood is one, Duclair is another. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Hurdle wants to leave, but maybe. I f- I, we should have traded him before that extension, I feel like. Yeah. But that was a, that was a Doug Wilson I think problem. he wanted a... No, the extension was Greer, wasn't it? No, I don't think so. Uh, it was right when the transition was happening. Yeah. But I think he wanted to stay, mm-hmm. so he's here. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. Not not to mention, uh, Couture has been not playing most yeah, of these games. I mean, so. there's a bunch of NHL-quality players that the Sharks have on the IR. Couture is one. Alex Barabanov is another. Yeah. This is the thing with the Sharks, though, is whatever. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. Like, what matters for the Sharks is locker room culture. Yes. Which is why I think we saw, I don't know if you heard about this, but Mike Greer... Had a team meeting yeah, and I yelled at them after the Vancouver uh, yep. and Pittsburgh losses. Yeah. And righteous, uh, rightfully so. Yeah. Because um, did you see that clip of where Kapo Kakinen got injured? Uh, no, I don't think so. <clears throat> this was during the Vancouver game. Um, player rushes the net, goal goes in, but on the follow through, his knee clips Kakinen's head. Oh, wow. No, I didn't see so that. So Kakinen's down, mm-hmm. and there's a shot of where he's down on the ice with the trainer. And there's four players around him mm-hmm. checking if he's okay. Mm-hmm. All four are Canucks. Yeah. Zero Sharks. Yeah. That's a bad culture. That is a bad and culture. I did not know about that. So I think Greer yelled at them like, mm-hmm. hey, I know we suck, but you cannot be doing this. You got to stick up for your teammates and all of that. And um, the win they had against Philly, they did just that. Mm-hmm. They were feisty. Giovanni Smith got in a fight in the first period. Yeah. Anyone who took liberties, they shoved them right back. Yeah. In, even the stars. Somebody um, pushed Eklund a little too hard, and then Hurdle came up from behind and shoved them back. Mm-hmm. That was a gritty game. Yeah. And that's what the Sharks need. Yep. So I think there's a little bit of fire there. We'll see. What I'm worried about is because it's not innate, yeah. it was from someone yelling at them that'll fade at some point. Yeah. But you need some way to keep that culture going, right? I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's a good work in progress. And right now, I don't think most of this roster is going to be around to like have to remember this culture or preserve this culture. But I, I do think, you know, having a GM in my career, who's, you know, a, as a player, he was kind of like that big, he was a big leadership presence. Um, and to have him kind of just, push that message i think that's going to be part of his role as gm for the next couple of years until like there's an actual roster that's going to like stay around yeah i just don't see most of this roster staying around um for I just, long term so. i just hope when couture is back he can lead them yeah yeah but, that yeah. i mean yeah we'll find out we'll find out but basically what we're saying here is uh oilers are trash sharks are trash we're gonna see uh which ones are 
Yeah. Which they play ultra trash. <laughs> Thursday night. Yeah. By the time you all are listening to this episode, that game will be over. Yeah. So, so uh, let us know uh, if uh, we're wrong or if Oilers are wrong. So yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's move to the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah. Another um, team that's uh, struggling. Yeah. Ottawa. The thing and is, I feel like they're not doing as bad as I expected them to. But really? I don't know. I, I, I expected worse from Ottawa. But there's other things going on off the ice that is mm-hmm. pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, we're a little late on this. Yeah. But uh, if you haven't heard the news, two big stories out of Ottawa, both off ice stories. Mm-hmm. Shane Pinto um their restricted free agent has mm-hmm. been suspended 41 games for violating nhl gambling rules crazy what his actual violation was is not known it's just rumors the leading rumor is that he had a legal betting account but um he let someone else have access mm-hmm. and place bets in his name um which is illegal yeah so that is the rumor it is not confirmed um and the uh, penalty that was ass- 41 games it was mm-hmm. assumed um, or issued. Uh, it starts from the beginning of the season, yeah. even though um, he did not have a contract mm-hmm. because he's a restricted free agent he, and so that he's still property of Ottawa. Uh, his suspension was allowed to start from the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So halfway through the season, he's eligible to sign a contract and join Ottawa. Got it. So, so he is serving a suspension right now. Yes. Okay. Even though he's not technically signed, mm. which plays in the hands of Ottawa that they can get him for much cheaper. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I, uh, somewhere I saw, obviously this is wrong, but, um, that his suspension wouldn't even start until he was like signed to a mm. team. No, I was like, that's, that's just cruel at that point. No, no. no. So yeah. they made it start from the beginning of the season. Yeah. Okay. That make, that makes a lot more sense. Um, and the other thing is that typically restrictor free agents have to sign before December 1st. Yeah. That rule has been waived because um, Pinto was one of those rare RFAs where they're not eligible to sign an offer sheet. Mm -hmm. So because he's not eligible to sign an offer sheet, that December 1st rule does not apply. So he can join after December 1st. Got it. Yeah, that really works out well in terms of salary cap for for Ottawa. But something I also want to mention before we move on is that is a... there's a hefty suspension for something that's not actually confirmed that he that he may have violated, well, right? It's confirmed to the NHL. They know exactly what he did. Oh. It is not made public. It's not made public. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, I was like, how do you how do you hand someone a half a season suspension and not confirm anything? No, no, no. They know. Okay, got uh, it. but it has not been made public. Okay. Um and it's actually kind of light because there have been previous players that have been caught gambling on NHL. Mm-hmm. And there have been suspended for life. Yeah. Just banned from the league. Yeah, essentially. banned, yeah. which is, I mean, I would assume so, yeah. right? Especially if you look at what the NHL has done with gambling and how much they pushed it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But you can't have someone making it look like games are fixed. Yeah. That's like a big revenue stream now for the yeah. NHL that they'd lose. Yeah. So if he was actually suspending on NHL, uh, sorry, if he was actually betting on NHL games, I think he'd be done. Yeah. 41 games seems like there's a gray area that he violated. And the rumor of, oh, he let someone else have access to his account when he shouldn't have Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Is it, I mean, maybe it's just me, but it seems very, it it leaves a bad taste in my mouth that a guy got suspended half a season for uh, possibly 
messing up one of the NHL's uh, revenue streams. But the whole Chicago situation, they kept their first first round pick. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the worst of this. Yeah. You want to talk first round picks? Yeah. Here's <laughs> another <laughs> Ottawa situation. Yeah. <laughs> Add some salt to the wound. Yeah. Why don't we? Uh, March 2022, mm-hmm. which is now two seasons ago, mm-hmm. Vegas attempted to trade Evgeny Dadanov mm-hmm. from Vegas to Anaheim. Yeah, I remember this. Dadanov claimed, no, no, no. The Ducks are on my 10 team. No trade list. Yeah. Vegas was like, you have no trade, no, no trade list. And the agent was like, no, no, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. We submitted it to Ottawa before Ottawa traded Dadanov to Vegas. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dadanov was traded to Vegas in July 2021, a whole almost a year prior to Vegas trying to trade him. Yeah. And they failed to tell the Knights the existence of Dadanov's no trade clause. Yeah. Which is insane the <laughs> fact that i can look up the no trade clause yeah uh um, yeah so how, this, how do you not double check that i don't know yeah i can look that up yeah like um so the nhl had an investigation into this claimed ottawa was at fault for not communicating um to vegas properly yes and it was because of dad agent that this all got sorted anyway mm-hmm. um so the penalty issued to Ottawa was forfeiture of a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ottawa can choose to forfeit in 2024, 2025, or 2026. Mm-hmm. And that choice has to be made um, 24 hours after the draft lottery of that year. So if Ottawa's in lottery contention, they can see if they won the lottery and then decide. Mm-hmm. Which Reasonable. I think was nice. Yeah. yeah. Reasonable. Um, the other thrown wrinkle into this is Michael Anlauer, who mm. just bought the Senators, was not in charge at the time this all went down. Because yeah. this was almost two years ago now. Yeah. And he was not informed of this prior to the sale. Mm-hmm. So you are punishing a new ownership and a new leadership group for something that didn't happen while you were there. Yeah. Which sucks to suck, but yeah, that's what it is. The result of this situation, plus it hasn't been confirmed, but I think also the Pinto situation. Yeah. General Manager Pierre Dorian has been canned well they said they parted ways i think you can't yeah <laughs> i think you can't uh and right now steve steos who was hired as president of hockey operations by michael Anlauer, is interim gm mm. so this is what's happening in ottawa dude that's that's so messy so if you want to talk about forfeiting first round picks yeah it's i didn't know that they could uh pick after like 24 hours after the draft lottery that's mm-hmm. a nice little touch for it it's like putting a band-aid on a gushing wound sure yeah but it's just like man i uh, make it make sense i don't know like arizona lost their first round pick um a couple years ago for for illegally um putting prospects through fitness testing yeah at a time that was not not the combine regulated Yeah. yeah and this obviously this is definitely a, i'm not saying this wasn't a fuck up on ottawa's part with the whole vegas situation sure at least you know like i, I it's bad but the fact that there's teams losing first round picks left and right and something happened with new jersey many years ago as well they lost a first round pick but you have you have teams like chicago now now we have a second accusation coming out coming to light as well yeah um it, how how does it make sense how does it like ugh. so can i give you what the argument is yeah even though i hate this argument yeah um but the the argument is what chicago did was not related to 
hockey per se. So it was not a competitive advantage. It was a culture thing. It was a culture thing and it was an illegal thing. Yeah. So that is why they said the penalty should not be sporting. It was financial penalty. But it was a joke about fi- financial penalty too. Yeah, that too. So we can talk about severity. Yeah. But that's why there was no pick forfeiture. It was only money. Man. And I hate this argument. Yeah. And I couldn't put my finger on it and why I hated it until um, and I'm going to take this from Steve Dangle's podcast because mm-hmm. he worded it properly. Mm-hmm. What was the whole reason in Chicago that they had the cover up anyway? To win a cup. Competitive advantage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, <laughs> God, man. In the end, both these situations, Chicago and Ottawa, is not treating players properly. Yeah. Different degrees of severity. Yeah. Granted, don't come at me for that. Significantly. Significantly, yeah. But if you are, can be fine picks for not treating your players properly, I think, you know, Chicago should have been fine to pick. Yeah. This is not saying Ottawa got off easy. I think this is right for Ottawa. Yes. It's saying Chicago got off easy. Way too easy, in my opinion. Like, I I think adding adding fuel to the fire is also just the whole, the fact that, you know, there are two generational talents that won them three cups in six years not even a full if, full season had passed and all of a sudden now they have another generational talent if chicago had lost picks do mm-hmm. they win the next two cups oh well i guess they would have lost the picks now yeah but let's say they hadn't covered it up yeah and this whole thing came out about their culture uh-huh. all the draft picks they got the free agents they got through those cup runs you could you could argue they had they not covered it up the flyers would have been 2010 cup champs right I, I'm yep. not saying like, you know, all of a sudden like that the cup win would have been dismissed, mm-hmm. but that sure would have created a lot of hell publicity yeah. wise, right? It would have been timing on when it comes out or yeah. all of this thing would have mattered, right? But it was a competitive advantage. Yeah, it was definitely, yeah. Make it make sense, NHL. Yeah. You're clearly favoring teams and you're not even trying to hide it anymore. Um, I don't even know if they're favoring teams or just winging shit. Yeah. I, it really feels like it's Gary Bettman winging shit. Yeah. It's the same with goaltender interference. It's the same with half these rules that fans, GMs, players, nobody understands how the fuck it works. Department of player safety. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't know why. So there's this tangent, but I don't know why for player safety, there's not a set punishment for things like check to the head is four games. It's always situational. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I understand like if they're a repeat offender, they should be penalized more, right? Okay, so you can make that a rule. Uh, yeah, like, that's true. You first can. offense is four games, yeah. plus uh, two extra games for every next offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. If you wanted to make it a rule, you could make it a rule. Yeah. It's... Uh, why, why don't they, though? Like, that, that's what I'm trying to understand here. Like, it's, I, it's because, so simple. It's, it, there, we're two idiots talking on a podcast, and we get it, and everyone else would understand and agree with it. Yeah. Why can't Gary Bettman do it? Like, uh, because he wants the power to wield the hammer? <sighs> If he likes you. How does that make a league better? It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. And the NHL culture is like this, right? Mm. Like, why are some players closer with refs? Yeah. And that is true. Yeah. Because then the refs go easy on them. Mm. It's a strategic thing to be nice to refs. Mm -hmm. But that just messes up the sport, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. This is why you're not considered a real sport (laughs) in America. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's why, but like, yeah, it, it's one of the, it's reason. one of the reasons. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, like I, the rules of hockey are confusing as it is. Yeah, that, that's what that's what I kind of want to say. Yeah. I was like, the only rule I can explain at this point is icing and maybe offsides. Even icing, some people don't get. <laughs> yeah, they they changed it because now you don't have to touch the puck. Yeah, right. it's very yeah. and because on on a power play, yeah. you can ice it. Yeah, on a penalty kill, sorry, you can ice it. Mm-hmm. So it's like arbitrary. Yeah, right? like some rules are straightforward. Offsides, great, easy, easy, easy to understand. Yeah, the goalie trapezoid, great. Yeah. Everything else, fucking yeah. Who knows? Improvise. Does it help you make money or not? (laughs) Yeah. At at this point, that's how it feels uh, like the NHL is running. Did this guy give me a signed puck the other day? Mm -hmm. I let him go. Yeah. Did he buy me a old nice little warm cup of Timmy's on the way in? (laughs) We can slow mo review these things, but not these things. Yeah. How the hell does any of that make? Like, I feel like at some point maybe the next cba negotiations just to just chuck the rule book and start over i think they should and i really think really they should. fucking if they were serious yeah you'd do that right yeah and i'm not saying you need to reinvent the sport yeah right? like not all the players aren't going to be confused mm-hmm. and even if they are confused call a few penalties they'll get it yeah yeah They're, these these guys are smart they've been playing this yeah. game this their entire lives they understand that rules change depending on league to league yeah i mean i don't know man I some at this point I I don't know what the hell I feel like I'm watching it like reality TV where it's like oh it's real but it's it's scripted everyone knows it's scripted yeah and I'm and not like, saying the NHL is scripted by any means but I'm just saying like it's it's fictional at this point it feels like like you just have to kind of go along for the ride yeah because I can see two different hits have two different penalties and I can't tell you why yeah yeah I yeah at, at this point I I've almost uh, started watching those um. Department of Player Safety videos on injuries and oh, stuff. Yeah. I love those because I'm just like, hmm, let's see what it is today. Yeah. Who knows? You know, we what, have no idea. You know what? What the problem with the NHL is? Is there's no accountability. I feel like mm-hmm. there's no accountability. It's just Gary Bettman is a kid in a candy shop, and just if he wants to do it, he can. He totally can. And like, and nobody's holding him accountable. Nobody's yeah. holding these and, refs accountable. And ultimately, Gary Bettman is answers to the owners, right? Yeah, and the owners. Don't care what happens as long as more money keeps coming in. Yeah. So this is what it is. Yeah. The the phrase money is the root of all evil is very applicable here. Yeah. But it just, it's gotten to the point where dedicated fans like you and I have no idea what the hell we're watching anymore. And (laughs) because I fell in love with the sport when I was eight, I'm still here. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I I don't know. I can't imagine a life without hockey. Yeah. But I don't know. I can't recognize hockey anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know how we talk, We got from the Ottawa Senators to this. <laughs> because it, the idea but, of discipline, yeah. we've mentioned this on the show before, discipline is arbitrary. Yeah, yeah. Should we, uh, should we end this on a, on a little bit of a happier note? Yeah. Kind of tying in? Sure. This story was reported by Ryan Clark from ESPN. Uh, Justin Rogers, mm-hmm. the assistant athletic trainer for the Seattle Kraken, has come out publicly as gay. Mm-hmm. And he is the first... Uh, gay member to work behind the bench mm-hmm. in an NHL team. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to amplify that story. Yeah. And kind of. And yeah. why is this a big deal? Is because, you know, we were talking about the rolling back of the pride tape and the, yes. the inclusivity and everything. This is why it's important. Yes. You have no idea how many people are hiding things, right? Yeah. And the fact that this person can come to his place of work and be comfortable with who he is. Yep. Is why it matters. Yep. You know, so. There's a lot of battles being fought off the ice. Battles that probably don't involve many of us, but that's why yeah. they need to be fought anyways. Yes. Because the person standing next to you, the person you care so much about is dealing with shit. You have no idea what you're, what they have going through their brains. And, you know, 
that that's a battle you'll never understand, you might as well fight it for them anyways. Yep. So, so next time you get the, uh, the stick handed to you and you score from this guy. Yeah. This is why. Yeah. The guy we work with, you know? Yep. Yep. So, um, I just wanted to share that story. Yeah. And on a good note. Yeah. Nice little win at the end. Shall we wrap this up? Yeah, I think we should. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a lot. Um, We'll see you next week. This has been Glass Seats. We're out every week. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, YouTube, Instagram for those last two platforms. At Spud Network Podcast is the handle. You can check out this show. You can check out all our other shows. And wherever you listen to us, uh, if you can leave us a like, comment, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, helps us grow the show. We will see you next week. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>